I think it's only going to grow when you actually have like come up against something like vulnerability or conflict or something and then you work through it and you sit with each other in it it builds a trust because welcome to the cypress room where we dive deep on influencing with integrity i am christina mascari and i'm meggie honeycutt and thanks for joining us today you may notice we are not in the Cypress Room. Not in the Cypress Room. Where are we, Maggie? We are filming on location in Naples, Florida. We're actually on a girls trip right now at the beach, and we decided that it would be super fun to do a remote podcast again. Yes, and it's going to be all about friendship and community. It's a continuation of our most popular episode, I think. One of the most. One of the most popular. Yeah. Um, it's the one we got the most comments on, and the comments were so vulnerable and heartfelt that we really just wanted to sit with you guys in your friendship journey mm -hmm. and talk to you a little bit more of our friendship journey because I know we mentioned like this third friend, our secret third friend a lot, and we <laughs> actually dropped her name in the last podcast. We did. And she is on the girls' trip with us, so we want to welcome to the Cypress Room for the first time, Melissa. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for inviting me. And Melissa, for just a little background for our followers, you don't work with us or anything like that. You're not no. in social media. No. So tell our friends in the Cypress Room what you do. Okay. Just a little bit about you. All right. I'm Melissa, and I'm actually a business high school student. You're not a student. Can I read you? You were one time. I'm so sorry. You're a teacher. <laughs> I had a brain fart. <laughs> it's our first podcast. It's okay. I love to talk in front of people in crowds. Cameras, I got to work on. Really do. I'd rather do crowds anyway. But anyways, I am a high school business teacher. That's what I am. And I actually um, work with ninth through 12th grade. It's all mixed in every period, but I love it. We actually learn about business, but we also run a business at my school. We have a store and we run it throughout the day it's, and it's so much fun because instead of just talking about it we actually run a business they get to do it they get to try it and they get to see what it's like in the real world so i have a blast every single day they have a you have a pos system yep and that yes. is point of sales okay just in case. i was in marketing so <laughs> i know what pos yes. is i teach high school so i have to clarify <laughs> point of sale that means they actually put in orders we run inventory where they pay credit cards they can pay cash like they learn how to set it up it's it's a lot of fun and then none of them have any experience whatsoever in it usually because they're so busy with sports and school so it's a lot of fun to do that with them yeah and in our last episode was our last episode about youtube i can't even remember no, our last one well was mental health okay a couple <laughs> episodes ago we talked about youtube we're going to talk about more about mental health in just a second you guys um but when we did our episode on youtube i talked about how that's a class i teach a lot and melissa is my friend who has invited me to come teach to her students and talk about youtube and they are some of the most fun people to teach. They're just like really into it and excited about, oh, I could create this like source of income or create a job for myself and talk about things that I love and not necessarily have to go to college. So they're always like fun and have mm -hmm. such great questions and stuff. So I always have a lot of fun doing that. They go on and on about her. The first time <laughs> I so sweet. told about them, they're like, oh, what, she got 500 friends? <laughs> and then they're talking about furniture. And then they're like, bring her back, bring her back. We love it, we wanna make money. <laughs> I love that. So it's really interesting that we're sitting here and wanting to talk to you guys about friendship and why it's so important and actually the tangible ways to like build community because we almost didn't turn the camera on because I literally just had a little bit of a breakdown. Um, just, I don't know, just had one of those things where it's like, I don't have anything to say. Who is this going to bless? You know, I have a bad attitude. It is thunderstorming here. It has been raining all day. It's our last day here and we are probably not going to get to go to the beach or the pool. And I was having a little bit of a pity party and I'm like, I don't even want to do this. And my friends just like, let me express that and sit in my mess and encouraged me. And now we're here turning the camera on and I think we're going to have fun. I think so too. <laughs> and you know, we love to dive deep. And so having a part two allows us to go just a little bit deeper, expand more, bring in Melissa, who has even a different perspective than maybe we do, a different journey um, in regards to building friendship and community. So that's always fun. And the comments on our last episode just really were so thoughtful and insightful and really just told us that there's a lot of people out there who desire community and maybe 
haven't experienced it yet. And so we just hope to really be an encouragement to you that you have value and there are people out there that are going to be your people. And there's no 10 steps to building community. But I think it's always helpful to hear other people's journeys, what they've done, um, and to just encourage you on whatever your friendship journey looks like. So... Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm still a little like weepy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back into it. But I guess to give you guys a little bit of context for how long we've known each other, because it hasn't yeah. been super long. And we already gave you guys the background on how me and Maggie met. But me and Melissa actually met before I even knew Maggie, which is mm-hmm. kind of wild to think about. We've known each other for, I mean, I probably met you in... 1999 or 2000 so we've known each other for 23 years yep wow that's wild um do you remember meeting me you said no (laughs) (laughs) like I remember probably the first couple times maybe it could have been 10 times the 10th time I just I'm bad about remembering the very first moment okay so I met Melissa in college my sophomore year um she had been in a sorority for a year already I didn't rush until I was a sophomore shout out to our Bama Rush episode if you guys haven't watched that we talked about our whole sorority (laughs) journey as well um so Melissa was already in the sorority that I wanted to be in and I was living with um, a roommate who was in that sorority and so she knew you and she took us to a party at a frat house and I don't know if you guys know anything about Rush but you're not allowed to talk to people who are going through Rush when you're in a sorority and our friend who is in a sorority brought us to this party so the first time I ever met <laughs> Melissa I think I know what you're about to say it's like my friend was like here's Melissa these are my roommates Chrissy and Anna Lee and she goes you're not supposed to be here like you should have never brought them here you shouldn't be talking to them like she is she's a rule follower okay she likes order and process and it's one of the things that I love about her it's probably what makes her a great high school teacher but that was the the first time I ever met you. Swear when you just said I brought you to a rush party or like a party at Fred House, I thought, I know what I'm about to say. You are breaking the rules yeah, and I can't do this. <laughs> I love this and I did not know that story. She also that probably so doesn't great. remember this either. The first night of rush, you get paired with a person when you walk in the door and when you walk in the door of Rush, they start singing like crazy songs at you that are really cheesy and people are clapping. It's loud. It's kind of scary if you've never been through it. Uh, It's scary when you're singing. Guess who I walked in and who I was paired with? Me. It was you. Do you remember that? Yes, because this is what I do remember. It was you and Annalie and there was, I can't remember who was paired with Annalie because there's she wasn't there the same night okay. I was there. So it was a different night. Okay. So you could have possibly had her. But anyways, I do remember because I thought we had planned it that you and this other person okay. were like supposed to be with me and somebody else. I just can't okay. remember who those two people were. But and, I, and what's even worse is I'm tone deaf and I was told this girl sings. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I can't even clap and sing. I do remember her. So she was kind of like singing like. I I would mouth it most of the time but then I don't even like remember the conversation we had or if we got along at all I don't even remember but those were the first like two moments I met you and I'm glad we didn't talk about them before the video because it's great to see you relive them in your eyes but I mean fast forward we ended up hanging out a lot in Mm -hmm. college went on spring breaks together we were over at each other's house a lot like the number one thing where you get to know people is is breaking bread is eating meals with them and we had so many just like lunches and dinners Mm -hmm. and waking up from being at a party the previous night and going to breakfast together and like I feel like that's where you just get to know people really well Mm -hmm. Um, and what's cool about us is we were friends all through college and then still continue to be friends even though I moved away Mm -hmm. Melissa was at my wedding she was just someone that was always like super supportive of me and would come up to Chicago and visit me when I was alone and had no one and felt super isolated Um, So we always stayed connected that way, and we haven't lived in the same place. We didn't live in the same place for like 10 or 15 years, but still like always stayed connected when I would come back to Tennessee and visit. Um, We would still be connected, and I think our relationship really went to the next level when I remember you went to Africa, which I want you to talk about just a little bit. She went to Africa for a season um, just serving God and serving the people there and she came back and told me her stories and things that she witnessed there and I was like this is so cool like I like I want to know more about this I want to know more about this so I think we had like a fun like friendship where Mm -hmm. we were like we got along and we had things in common but I think the thing that really bonded us and the reason that we're still friends after 23 years is Jesus and like just talking about him and just like now, before we turn this camera on, like if Maggie and Melissa weren't here to pray over me before we started this, we probably would have never turned the camera on. 
So that's kind of our 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 friendship story. Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Well, um, you said like when we were younger, we had fun, yeah. and then it's kind of evolved. But I think that also comes into, I think we both left room for each other to be ourselves and change and grow. Where mm. sometimes maybe where, because if you looked at who I was. 20 years ago, I'm not the same person. And right. so if you would have met me there and you were one of my friends, then you probably wouldn't want to be my friend today. Like, cause I'm two different people. And it doesn't mean that I haven't, I was like, um, it's just, I've changed and I've evolved. And I feel like that in friendship, you need some people that will let you change and evolve. One thing I love about Dave Ramsey, and this is about money, but he says with money, if you hold it tight, mm. You can't let anything in. And I think it's the same thing. And like, but if you have an open hand, money can come and go like in a good way. You can give away and it can come to you. And I think that's the same with friendships. Like if we're holding them like kind of loosely and we don't hold them to this one standard or the one way they were, because that's almost like a paper doll. That's yeah. one dimension. But we, I think that we have problems sometimes when people start changing or growing mm. or changing their, who they are just because they have more experience than when you first met them. It's very hard. And almost somebody, I think, sometimes they can get offended because maybe they're not changing or growing or and then sometimes I think it's us sometimes we're so worried yeah. that somebody's not going to like us because we're different than when we were six months ago or a year mm -hmm. ago because something's mm -hmm. changed so I think there's a balance with you got to let yourself be okay with changing but you also let your friends grow and evolve yeah so I, I think we that. did really well with that well and I think there's some friends that that you can hold space and time for. That's the same thing that you're saying, but it's like we would go months without mm -hmm. talking or seeing each other. But when we would come together, when we would carve out that time when I was in town, it would just like, we would just snap right back into yes. it. And we would go, I mean, we would go deep. Like we wouldn't just be like, we would break bread and we would talk and you would share these stories and mm -hmm. these experiences that you were having. And it bonded us and it would keep us close till that next time, that next six months, that next nine months, we could yes. see each other again. And also like, I'm single, not married, and you guys are married with children. And I think sometimes after, like, say, college and people are getting married, having children, or people are retired, it even happens at an older age. I think I've seen a lot of people sometimes think I can only be with people that are in my area. Like, so if I'm single, not married, no children, I should only be hanging out with single, non-married, no children. Yeah. Or I'm chil I have children, young kids, I should only be hanging out with married couples that have young children. Yeah. Now, do you need all of those? Yes, but you should be expanding and growing because I believe I can learn and grow from a five-year-old or an 85-year-old. I feel like they have something that they're supposed to learn or and like help me grow as a person, but I also feel like I have something for them as well. Yeah, and I... I think it's the the thing that also held your friendship together though and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode is that you had a really healthy strong connection point yes. if that makes sense the things yeah. that you two connected over the years as you're growing as you're changing were positive mm -hmm. healthy points of connection um and you weren't connecting out of a dysfunctional place if that makes sense where you weren't connecting over partying or over or talking about people talking negatively I mean if or we're gossip. being honest like yes. in college a lot of our friendship was based on where are we gonna party yeah like mm -hmm. let's have a good time and talking about other people and talking bad about other people I mean I don't know I'm maybe that's just me but like I feel like when you're in high school and college a lot of times it's really easy to bond over that stuff Yes, and I can say, like, personally for myself, that was the majority of my friendships in college and why, I mean, just one of the reasons why maybe they didn't stand the test of time because I, in that phase of my life, was very immature and connected with people over dysfunction. And then as I grew into my adult life and realized that's not healthy, those relationships had kind of already... I'd moved into a different season, I guess. And mm -hmm. so I, when I look back at why they didn't stand the test of time, I think that that is really why. You, you looked like you had something you wanted to say about <laughs> Say it, girl. Um, Share. It's a safe place yeah. here. I just also think that sometimes when it comes with friends, and this I've had hard times, like a hard moment a couple of years ago with this, I assumed the way I started with friends is how it should always be. Instead, I'm, you know, we're in our 40s, 
our likes and our hobbies are different than mm-hmm. when I was 20. Right. Like I would have, I was not, I didn't like sports. I want nothing to do with it. And now I'm like a frantic pickleball player. I love it. Okay. I'm If passionate. you are a pickleball player, we want to hear in the comments because me and Maggie aren't and she keeps trying oh, to convince us. So let us know. Queen. I'm over here like you live in my area. Call me. We can be friends. <laughs> Because these girls, mm-mm, they won't even try. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> but um, but still, like, that doesn't matter. We're still friends. We still have a blast. Right. And, but I still have other friends with pickleball players. So, mm-hmm. And I think we can do that. But I think that sometimes I thought, let's say our friendship... I needed to take you everywhere. Like if I went to pickleball, they had to come pickleball with me. If they were going to be, if I was going to church, my church friends, they need to come with me. It was almost like I needed everybody almost to connect and be friends. And then it would all be a perfect world when reality that's not true. And I think that sometimes when maybe when we're in our twenties or thirties and life changes and then your friends you were really close with, or maybe you're not as close, but you're still friends or they're just different. It's different. You got to make room for new people because Mm. You're going to find people within your hobbies or things you like to do, and you can still be just as close with you two mm-hmm. as I am friends with my pickleball. Like, mm-hmm. I can still have pickleball friends yeah. or people at church. Or Yeah. Yes. Well, our interesting story, too, is that, like, I was a connector for you two, mm-hmm. and you are the, you guys are the rare instance where I was like, I feel like these friends, they need to know each other. There was just something in my spirit that was like, because I was close to you, and I was close to her, and then we all ended up living in the same city. So I want you to tell that story since, you know, we've been talking a lot. Tell us about meeting Melissa. Well, when I first moved to Nashville, probably a year before you. And so when you moved there, you know, I was trying to think I can't remember like the exact moment, but we at the time were all working out at the same place. We were all doing Orange Theory and we ended up deciding we wanted to meet up for Saturday morning workouts and then go get coffee or breakfast afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just started carving out the time to do that. And we would have these really long coffee breakfast dates after working out. And I remember one time specifically, I was just going through a really hard thing in my like family life and I used to be hold those things very close to my chest but something that morning at Starbucks uh prompted me to share what was going on and it was a very like raw and vulnerable moment for me and Chrissy and Melissa were there in that moment and I just remember them both like praying over me in the middle of Starbucks while I was sobbing, weeping. And it really just felt like that was kind of a catalyst and a connection point of our friendship to feel, I felt very safe in that moment and just very loved and supported um, and not judged at all. And so we just kept doing that for quite a season. I feel like maybe it was a solid year. We I think did that. I think the only reason that we stopped doing that is when the the sea hit, when the pandemic yes. hit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, right. I try not to say yeah. certain words on here, <laughs> so we don't get flagged. When everything like, shut down. When everything yeah. shut down, I think yeah. that just stopped that season of our life, and then we went to different gyms and all that thing. So that, yeah. but those yeah. Saturday mornings were so sweet to me. Sorry, y'all. I'm probably gonna cry like this whole episode and be rubbing my eyes. Um, but that was such a sweet season and we would just not want to leave yeah. um, coffee. And I remember, I, was it you or was it you had a vision or a dream of the three of us like on a houseboat and jumping off like into deep waters? That Someone, was, was that you? Yeah. I just remember we you holding s- hands. So. Yeah. I remember you saying like, and it was, I mean, it was just God blessing the friendship too mm-hmm. and giving us this vision for like, okay, like, because friendship is not just fun. Like, right. it's not just fun. And I think even this weekend, like, this was, like, a getaway weekend for us. But we, we have all felt so safe with each other. Each one of us has had a moment. We've been here three days. And each day it was almost <laughs> like God had a day set aside for us to just pour into that person and what they're really, really struggling with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that is just a picture of what friendship is. You have to be able to like be in the trenches with someone and Mm -hmm. sit in uncomfortableness and what they're going through um, to really move forward. So if you're just looking to like have fun all the time, it might like, that might be why you're coming up being disappointed. And I was actually, I'm glad you brought this back up because I was going to say, let's go back to what Maggie was talking about when she said she was very vulnerable. Yeah. It was hard for her to share, 
but I think that that um, probably honestly only in the last year or two I've it's kind of clicked in my brain that if you want to grow in relationship and I think this would happen in any relationship if it's your children your friends maybe a husband anything your parents I think it's only gonna grow when you actually have like come up against something like vulnerability or conflict or something and then you work through it and you sit with each other in it it builds a trust because instead of being fearful of the two of you when I've been vulnerable or we've maybe had a little conflict you have proved like shown me and proven over and over again that like okay I'm a, like I'm feel like a failure I'm not doing well right now or I'm like messing this all up I'm a horrible person instead you have showed me time and time again like I still love you I want to be here with you and it's given me a trust and it, like and it just builds trust over and over and over again I think it's when somebody's vulnerable and somebody abuses that mm -hmm. like maybe goes and like we could have went and told you would could have heard from somebody else that we told what you shared and we behind yeah. your back and that yeah. would have ruined it and that wouldn't have built trust with us so mm -hmm. I think that that's I think people have to really be careful when they're in those moments with others. How are they going to treat and act the rest of their life with them so they can, sh mm -hmm. and it's not about proving, I don't wanna like, I know I said you guys prove to me, but it's not about proving who you are and how awesome you are and you're the perfect person, but it's just being a good friend to be like, I am a good friend, I'll keep your stuff secret mm -hmm. and I'm gonna pray about it and we're gonna move on from this yeah. and we're gonna grow. And I think too, not trying to fix it. Just about because to say that. it's Same so thing. easy when someone's being like I like just for example I feel so ugly like my acne is out of control and like instead of them just saying like but you're so pretty like you have a husband like you're beautiful you're beautiful don't say that about yourself like they let me be like okay but why do you feel this about mm -hmm. yourself and we'll we'll wait like for me to move through it or wait for mm -hmm. wait for God to speak through it like still speak truth over me but you don't try to like minimize the pain and minimize the problem and just move through it so we don't feel uncomfortable anymore. Right. And but the other element that we haven't talked about is that you know, I know in this day and age we're all so busy, so overscheduled like we were intentional about carving out the time. And you know, there is something about like you said the breaking of the bread, the face-to-face -face communication just making the time and investing, looking at that as an investment in building your community. And even I think in seasons where we haven't been able to spend as much time in person, we do Voxer. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of still have this. You well, know, tell people what Voxer is in case okay, they don't know. <laughs> how do I, it's like a voice messaging app where you, I, a lot of people are familiar with Marco Polo, which is a video messaging app. Uh, Voxer is just voice. So it's like you're sending voicemails to each yeah. other. I know how beautiful they are. I don't need to see their faces every <laughs> yeah. day. But there's some where there's comfort in voices and not just texting, I think. Yes. And we've done all kinds of things to like grow together, you know, whether it's Bible studies or... Um, we talk about just, just books. plain books we books, read. Books yeah. we read. Yeah. Shows we watch. Yeah. Yeah. Emily and Paris were fans of Emily oh, and Paris. Yes. And so we we're just like <laughs> dying for the next season to come out. And then we're like, did you watch it yet? Would you please watch it so we can start voxering about it? Yes. <laughs> and it also keeps us accountable. I know. Okay. Emily, some, Emily and Paris, maybe <laughs> we don't need to be accountable. But I, <laughs> I, but I was thinking like we've done Bible studies or like just things we've wanted to grow and learn in books we've read, like for learning and growing with the Lord or just as human beings, even just to make ourselves healthy. We're like, hey, have you done this week yet? Like, and it's not out of judgment it's just more like it keeps us going and moving together like yes. where we're where we chose to go together yeah yes and I just want Melissa to share a little bit about like your journey to building your community like what does that look like for you because I know you guys talked about how you know in college it was like fun party friendships and then like as you moved out of college and into your adult life what did that journey of building your community like look like for you I feel like it was easy until the last couple of years. <laughs> really? I feel like out of college, I was like, I was saying, you know, just having a good time, making friends and I make friends easily and um, I have no problems talking to anyone and I mm -hmm. enjoy all types of people. Um, but I feel like 
probably in the last couple of years, I think it was because there was almost unhealthiness with the friendships. Like I felt valued and when I had friendships and they wanted to be with me and they wanted to spend time with me, but people's lives change. And so sometimes they don't have as much time for you and you can, in your mind, start thinking, well, I know they love me and I'm just going to use you two as an example is they have children, they have a husband, they have things they got to do where I could be like, well, they don't hang out with me like three times a week. And so they must not like me anymore or, you know, and so like, mm-hmm even though it was great, like we were doing great meeting for Saturdays, things like that. And then it changed. So you can honestly get where you can get in your head and confuse yourself. Or you can be like, okay. And I'm not saying I did this perfectly because I didn't, but I'd be like, I'm using them example because there's other friendships that's happened as well. You can also then lie to yourself that, oh, I'm the third wheel. Mm -hmm. I'm an outsider. Like these two right here, they do business together. They do this and I'm the friend, but I just only get in sometimes. Like I had things that happen with some friends and then it will spill over to other friendships. You start like piling it on to the other friends. And I think it was because I had an, there was a little bit of unhealthiness when we looked at friendships. I thought the more they wanted to spend time with me, Mm. the more they've maybe valued me or wanted to be with me, like really liked me. Whereas really it was just called life. And so I had to like learn, I'm like kind of going on a segue here. So, um, but I feel like I had to, I realized that I did not love myself. Girl, we cry in the cybers room all the time. Welcome. But, um, I, I'm reading, uh, I was reading the Bible and it's like, you know, about love, like love is patience, love is kind. Mm -hmm. And I had another friend that would be like, you really need to learn to love yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you do well loving yourself. And that kind of made me mad because I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) This other friend. And, um, so then for like a month, I just felt like I was supposed to read the love chapter in, um, is it Corinthians, but Mm -hmm. 13, I think. But, um, it's like, love is patient, love is kind. And I was reading it every day and I was going through it. And all of a sudden I was like, I don't do any of these things for myself. For I am not patient. I am not mm, kind to myself. Wow. And I literally saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, how can, and then like, I think shortly after, I could be wrong on this, but there's one point that says, you need to love your neighbors as you love yourself. So how can you love your friend? How could you love a neighbor? Oh, wow, how can you love a teacher or like student, excuse me, if I cannot even love myself? Mm. Like, how am I doing this right? So it was really hard. I mean, it sounds silly, but to some people maybe, but I feel like, I was telling them the other day, I heard that the Surgeon General said that there's a major loneliness in the United States. It's so bad that the Surgeon General said that he goes, get back to church. You got to start making connections. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's, um, he goes, you got to do something. You got to start making friends. And so I feel like that's become a plague as people don't truly love themselves. And I'm not talking about a false one, like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. But it's the true love of who you were created to be and what you are. And then once I feel like I started to learn that, and I'm still working on it. I mean, they even heard me yesterday having a little... It's not as bad as it used to be, but I was having a moment, but I, it's totally different. So I feel like when I do love people now, or like, like even you guys going back to you as friends, I don't have, I'm going to use the example again of like, oh, there's, you know, they're not hanging out with me three times. I honestly don't even think like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I f- almost forgot it until we started this conversation that I had those moments, but I feel more of like when I'm just with them, it feels peaceful. It feels like so in the moment instead of me like subconsciously preparing. And I probably did it at the forefront too. It was like, okay, so I need to eat this moment up. I need to soak it all in and I just need to enjoy everything. We're just going to, I'm just like almost starving for that moment of yeah. love for them. Instead, I'm just in the moment mm-hmm. and I enjoy it and I don't feel lack anymore. Yeah. That's beautiful. That leads me to like thinking about expectations and friendships, because I think something I've learned over the, just the past few years too, and being in relationship with you guys, that as people, we don't have capacity for like 20 of these relationships. Um, We, and we're studying this thing where we're going through and talking about like different gates that people, I would love for us to like, just chat about that a little bit. It's a study on relational health is what yeah. the one that we're going through. And I don't know if I can articulate it very well. I feel like, Melissa, you have so... I'm still, like, <laughs> processing through it and I'm uh, and working through it, but I feel like you have a better understanding okay. of it. Well, let's... First of all, we're in our sixth week, and we started back in May. So we are not doing this. <laughs> like, we've realized that it's Let's a talk about <laughs> accountability, guys. <laughs> we're like, failing. We're trudging I don't think it. that's true, because I thought there's been a piece that it's almost like happened for us over the summer. We kind of like, we all kind of backed up a little bit, and it was almost natural. Yeah. But I feel like it's because it's on purpose, because mm-hmm. it's so, the study is kind of so simple, but it's so profound that it almost messes with us in a good way. We're kind of like, okay, well, we just got to keep processing this. Yeah. But the premise is, is basically... 
think of your our lives as like a kingdom and like you're like I'm the queen of my kingdom I'm just it's a visual really it's not but I'm can make healthy boundaries and the gates are the health healthy boundaries so like my I'm probably right now only got one gate down and mine would be the first the closest most intimate one would be like covenant which would be God and me and then the next one um and what you're supposed to do is kind of name the gate or um like God you might realize what the gate might be called but for me like the next gate would be Chrissy and Maggie are in it I haven't I don't know what that's called yet I, I might get too detailed here anyways no, point is, and then so and then it would be like so I'm kind of going inner in out so that um because i feel safe with him i will tell these two things that i can barely almost tell myself sometimes yeah. like i will and i would never tell other people um and then there's like but basically it's the kingdom you know like if you had a kingdom and you were the king or queen you'd have the the outer gates that only yeah. so many people can come in the first gate that were safe to come in the kingdom and then like not everyone gets in the castle so it's kind of like that you have you end up making gates and so like we were kind of talking about the other day that maybe my very first kingdom, like my very first gate would be friend, um, fun. Like I let you be my, kind of be a friend if you're fun. You gotta like to do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so like, doesn't mean that the people outside that first gate, I can't be kind, I can't be nice, but they're not probably gonna be what I call friends. They're more probably acquaintances outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, like I, I'm working, I think, my very outer gates because I'm just like so trusting and just think everybody deserves like my vulnerability and that I can trust everybody and I am learning and that is that is not the case and I've just that and we said going through the study is like as things happen as you come against conflict or something's pressing on you and you're like oh that really bothered me like talk talk to yourself and talk to God about why is that bothering me maybe this is a boundary for me and so I just named my first gate and my first gate is like kind you have to be a kind person I don't really like sarcasm and and like mean girl <laughs> type of things. I just have found that um, just in the past couple of weeks that you have to be a kind person to be allowed first past my first gate. So, but that's the only place that I'm at right now. And then I would say <laughs> it's the gate or boundary, whatever you want to call it, is not to punish the person. It actually gives you freedom to mm -hmm. be like, oh, I can be friends with all these people that are outside of my first gate of like fun. I can still appreciate you and right. accept you and I'm not having expect expectations that you're going to be around me and we're going to have fun and we're going to laugh and we're just going to enjoy each other's company instead I can just have no expectations yeah that's good I'm that's just going to receive you that's a good as way you come. It. yeah yes that is good because we're all different yes, and like we and are. we can still be friends even though our first gates are different and it's just keeping healthy boundaries for yourself and not getting to a point where you have all your gates up and nobody's allowed to come in and then you're sitting in isolation because you can't even figure out like what you need as a friend or can't figure out what you can give as a friend. Yes, and that's, I think determining and being able to express needs almost happens before you decide your gates, right? Like part of being in friendship and community and Melissa's really challenged me on this um, is being able to express what you need in a situation, knowing what you need. Um, and I, that's something that is really challenging for me um, and you've done a good job of like pointing out situations where I just need to speak up. But I kind of was raised with the mindset that my needs weren't important. They don't matter. So going through this study, it's been a real eye opener to me that it's okay to have needs and it's okay to express them to people. And not every person is going to be able to meet those needs and that kind of goes into figuring out okay what are my gates and who's going to have access to me and at what level because for me I think I had no boundaries and thought everybody we can all be best friends <laughs> and that's just not the, that's not a how a healthy way to do it I don't think we have capacity for that no for sure for sure. You can have lots of friends, mm -hmm. yes. different level friends. And it's not even, you have to almost, you don't have to think about it that hard, but yeah. we would not have enough time in our lives. If we had 30 of us, we'd never get anything done because yeah. we'd be dealing with one person's thing every yeah. day. <laughs> well, and I think something that makes this friendship, these, these friendships unique to me, just from what I've walked through in my life is that there's a security level. And like you said, like, I'm never like, 
I'm so jealous that Melissa's off with pickleball friends. Like, why is she not spending time with me? Or Melissa and Maggie went out to dinner the other night and I couldn't come because I was too busy and I'm jealous. Like, that jealousy and being jealous of your friends having a good time with other people, I don't think that's a healthy thing to feel. So I think that's one of those times when you're feeling that, like, do that pressing, (laughs) pressing down and being like, why is that bothering me? Am I insecure in our friendship? Um, am I holding unforgiveness for a friend who betrayed me in the past? Um, I think that is maybe like a trigger. I don't know if you guys have experienced anything like that. I do want to say like when you just brought the jealousy thing, like I honestly was never like that and then it showed up. Really? So I want to make that a point that somebody, okay. so sometimes like things that might be a trigger, like you said, it's pressing on you. That's because it's a sign that it's being revealed to you at that moment for the mm-hmm. perfect reason, because now it's time to go through it. Right. Yeah. And let's get healed from it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it also, like all of the learning about needs and boundaries also gave me a kind of freedom that like I need all different kinds of friendships and it's okay to let people into my second or third gate and enjoy them and the value that they bring to my life and know that maybe it will look different than these friendships, Mm -hmm. but it's still valuable. I still can be in community in these different areas whether it's my kids sports the school parents you know church people whatever it is I I love that God gives us like these frameworks to understand like we need all different kinds of people and relationships in our lives um so that was a big kind of aha moment for me too Okay, so right now I'm thinking in my mind I'm sometimes so practical like it's spiritual if it's practical so I'm like okay How do we find friends like this? How there's got to be a step. Like it's mm-hmm. not perfect, not ten step, but there's got to be something you have to do. So what do you think it's gonna would be? I I think for me, honestly, the first step in being able to be close to you guys was forgiving people that I felt like wronged me and friendships that hurt me in the past. I don't think I would have ever been able to trust you guys if I wouldn't have let go of and forgiven myself and those friends for past relationships that where I really trusted someone and then I feel like they betrayed me. Yes. And I I would say that same thing for me to extend forgiveness, but also like God sent me on an apology tour (laughs) a few years back. Yes. Right after I moved to Tennessee. So you learn something new every day about your friends. I I had an apology tour too. So this is wild. Um, I have not. (laughs) You were doing, that wasn't your your thing. We're going to talk about what yours is next. So here comes the apology tour talk. (laughs) When I moved uh, to Tennessee from Michigan, Michigan, uh, the years that I lived there was a desert season for me. And it was a season where I, I mean, we were friends still, but as, as far as like everyday friends who lived in the same city as me, I had none. I experienced just a lot of rejection, a lot of loneliness there. We lived there for five years and I did not really make a single friend um, that I would hang out with or talk to on any kind of a regular basis. And it was really a season where God showed me what real intimacy with him was like and friendship with God was like. So then we moved to Minnesota and that loneliness is, was still there. Um, but God kind of showed me and revealed like where I needed to forgive friends who had hurt me in the past. But also I had been a terrible friend to a lot of people. It felt like, And God just one by one prompted me to go back to people I hadn't talked to in years. I mean, I didn't even have phone numbers anymore for some of these people. And to apologize to them and basically repent for being like not a good friend. And it was so hard. And, you know, the amazing thing is each person responded with like such grace. I mean, this was obviously over 10 years later um but yeah that for me I don't think if if I wouldn't have been obedient to those things would I have had the capacity or the maturity to have a deep friendship I I don't think so because I was harboring so much hurt and bitterness and resentment over failed friendships in the past I love you shared that, but I'm like, when you tell the story, it's like, I don't even know who that person is. It does not compute of who I you are. I don't know who that person is anymore, but I'm like you. I mean, the person I was in college, I 
wouldn't even recognize that person today and you probably wouldn't I mean I've mm-hmm. told you some of the mm-hmm. things I've just had to work through and you're always like who is that <laughs> that was me but that was me I I really like just wanted freedom and I wanted these friendships so badly that I dug deep and did really hard things to work through um gosh I'm gonna cry too. <laughs> to work through some of that ick that mm-hmm. had accumulated mm-hmm. over the years. And, you know, I think that's where people get stuck because that was not fun to no. have to call up and message people that I had done. I mean, I was had been a horrible friend, gossiped, I mean, betrayed, just not kept people's confidences. I mean, all kinds of things. Um, and that was really rough to go back and face those people and apologize and also to let go of, um, hurt that I had experienced in friendships and, and lies that I had believed about female friendships. I mean, Mm. I used to say crazy things like, Oh, I'm, I don't ever want to be friends with girls. I don't need girlfriends. Like they're too complicated. They're too messy, you know? So I had to really dig deep and do a lot of ugly, messy work. And it didn't happen overnight. It Mm. was, um, years long. Like I said, I was in Michigan for five years working through just like the stuff about loving myself, letting God love me, getting to know him, letting him be enough for me. Um, and it, it was hard. So I don't even know where we started with that. that was good. I loved it. I'm still like, who <laughs> we're talking about practical steps and practical my, steps. what is wild is that God prompted me to do the same thing. And I was living in Illinois and had a season of, I don't have any friends. Like I basically had my sister-in-laws and I didn't, wasn't making any connection points, any deep things. And I was just longing and crying out to God for friendship and that's what he dropped on my spirit is like, I need that you need to message this person, this person, this person. Some of these people I didn't know I wasn't in, but I had hurt people. Um, and I needed to ask for forgiveness for the things that I had done. And once I did that, I felt like he gave me the ability to forgive people that I felt really wronged by. And I don't think if I would have done that step of obedience of giving out forgiveness first, like I couldn't receive that, like be able to receive like okay I just bless that person and not wish ill will on them that have that I felt really wronged and betrayed for and felt justified in that but the I feel like those things stop you from being able to go deep because there was a trust level that I didn't have and so it was just very very similar so I think that's I've I I mean I guess I knew that but maybe I I forgot I did but it was it's been a while okay so but and yours if, is completely different. So yeah, let's hear yours. We need to hear your oh, mine's practical like, stuff. Mine's real basic. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, uh, but that's what I do want to point that out too. Is like sometimes we find that like you two will be the same in something. I might be a little something, but we don't always have to be all three of us have right. the same exact experience every right. single time. And I think that's what we give each other grace or mm-hmm. find beauty in it. But mm-hmm. um, mine was simply is you just need to ask sometimes like, Hey, what do y'all do? And you want to go to dinner and then be okay that and this was in the last couple of years. This is new for me because it never bothered me before. Like I said, in the last couple of years it did. And I realized something was wrong, but it's more like I ask, I put it out there and I'm probably going to get a lot of no's, but out of the 10 times I've asked something to do something or can you do this? You want to do this? I'm probably going to get a lot of no's and maybe I'm only going to get two yeses. Right. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the relationship. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately I had built that in my life that, oh, they said no, or I could ask 10 different people and I got eight no's. And so I built, I had problems with that. But in reality, that's just people's schedule. Mm -hmm. That's timing or what your schedule. So I think that we need to give our grace. Sometimes you got to reach out, be a friend, ask people to do stuff with you. And eventually you're going to get a yes. And, um, so I think sometimes you just gotta be the one that's going to step out. So if you're, and I hate to say it, lonely being sucks, but if you're going to, if you're lonely, start asking people to do something and maybe it's a walk, maybe it's dinner, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's, and they might only just be an acquaintance, but you still spend time with them and it's still rewarding. If it's, Mm -hmm. it might not be this kind of relationship, but it's still rewarding to be around an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with that because I see so many women and I was just telling you this the other day, I was seeing on a community Facebook page of women that I'm a part of. There was just this whole string of women saying how lonely they were and that they had no friends. And 
I, I know that there are a lot of lonely people out there and really, you know, it's about, we have to take initiative. We have to take action instead of waiting for somebody to show up on our doorstep to build community with. And, and that's hard because I've moved a lot of different times and I've had so many seasons where I just got exhausted of inviting people to do stuff all the time. And you're right though. I mean, you just have to keep trudging forward and finding your people. And what I loved there, it was like a hundred comments long, this, this string of women saying they were lonely, but there was one woman in there who, she had a comment and she was like, you know what? I was lonely too. So I decided to do something about it. And she started this thing called the gathering table. And she invites women out to dinner and has wrote this whole thing about how she found her community just by saying, I'm going to do something about it. Yep. I'm going to invite mm. people to this monthly dinner. And she found her tribe that way. And she was reaching out to this, you know, string of lonely women saying, come be a part of it. So I think, and, and I know that's hard, but we have to purpose to take action in our own lives and put ourselves out there. You know, it will look messy. It sometimes will, you'll feel some rejection and things won't work out, but friendship can be like dating, right? Like we have, you have to, you know, get out there, meet people, find your connection points, pursue them, carve out the time, um, to just have the opportunity mm -hmm. to, you know, find the deep friendships in your circle of people. Yes. And even if you go to dinner with your friend, it's going to feel awkward the next few times still. Like yeah. sometimes it will be like almost embarrassing to still ask them. Be like, oh, they're probably too busy, right? I'm going to bother them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not that hard to say no probably for other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can't do it. And realize there's going to be rejection. Like yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Like you're going to yeah. be really like somebody and ask them out and think you have a great time. And then you're going to ask them out again. And they're going to be like, you know, I'm, I, I have enough friends. Yes. Like I've had that happen to yeah. me before, but also through meeting different people, it's like we talked about with your gates, you're going to find maybe there'll be some friction with a person. And then you kind of learn more about yourself too, and what you desire in a friendship. Um, because I think for me, as we're learning these gates and how we let people in, it's when you come up against those tough moments that you're like, Oh, why, why was that a tough moment? Oh, because kindness is my gate because fun is my gate because I need somebody who lets me be just in process and doesn't try to fix me. You know, you learn about what your needs are in a friendship just by putting yourself out there and getting around other people. Um, so yeah. I know. I know. I have something. Okay. I'm like, do I want to say it or not? I yes. feel like it's, yes. say, this, yes. might, say, yes. this might come off harsh. And we talked about this in the last episode, but I just really want to warn you against those large friendship groups that as soon as someone leaves the table or as soon as someone can't come, that everybody is talking about that person. Because if that's happening when that one person leaves the group, it's happening when you leave the group. It's happening when anytime somebody isn't there. And I understand the desire to do that because in the moment it feels really good. Um, gossip feels good. That's why we do it. But the aftermath of gossip feels very, very terrible and gross. And it's such a weak connection point. And it just, it doesn't bring anything good. It brings uh, animosity. It brings jealousy. It brings just slander. It doesn't, there's nothing good that comes out of bonding over disliking somebody else. So if you're in the current position where you're kind of in a friend group like that, I just encourage you to maybe just stand up the next time that that happens and say, you know, I don't feel really comfortable talking about this person. I don't think this is really kind. Um, you don't have to just like abandon those friends, but maybe try to change the culture. And I think we've all been in friendships like that. I think we've all been in friendship groups like that. And it's modeled on television. It's modeled in society and culture as funny and cool. And it's just not. It just leads to nothing but pain and dysfunction. So 
I'm glad you said that. Just I leaving was, that there. No, I was, <laughs> that might be for somebody. I don't it know. It is because I feel like it was playing in my head. I kept thinking, if you're lonely and you need friends and you can't make any, you need to find something like you said. That woman started a dinner. You could do pickleball. You could do a walking group. I've heard people do like fl- do flower. I don't know, crochet. It could be painting. Yeah. It could be anything you want. It could be sports. But maybe reach out to people and invite them to some like a hobby or something because that's positive. If you are just lonely and you get people together, for example, just you can be honest and be vulnerable, but if all you're ever doing is talking about how lonely you, you are, that's going to be the center point. You're never going to almost can't get away from it. And, mm-hmm. you, and so if you're going to connect on dysfunction, if you're all lonely, that's all you're connecting on 24 seven when yeah, you're first starting, that's good. it's only going to be dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And so I would try to find something that could be the pinpoint that'd be like, okay, we're going to kind of do this and it might have this. And it's almost like gets your mind off the problem. And gives you a, like a little guide to go. And it doesn't mean it's always going to be about pickleball. If it's a pickleball group, you're going to actually maybe do other <laughs> yeah. connecting with them. But at least it's a starting point. Right. So find something that's going to be, maybe it's a book club, but positive or like gives you life, not dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Well, and I kind of want to go back a little bit because I really think the root of all of this is like you said, loving yourself believing that you bring value to every relationship, believing you are worthy of friendship and every person is, and every person brings something valuable through your experience, through your perspective, through your life. And I think to have those healthy connections, that is really the root and the center. So I know you talked kind of about that, but you know, like you said, we're practical Mm -hmm. people here. For somebody who's like, how do I love myself better? How do I, and you know, for me, it's hard to separate it from being in relationship with God because that's, Mm -hmm. for me, how I learn to love myself is learning how much he loves me and how he sees me as worthy. But just like in a practical Mm -hmm. everyday way, like tell us what it looked like for you to learn to love yourself. So like... Like she said, it's basically because the Lord, first of all, helps me. But so I usually pray. But it's as simple as I've had to say, and it had to start with like the Lord. I'm just going to par- talk about that. And then if you don't believe in the Lord, there's different ways. But ba- um, it's the same premises. Is I had to be like, Lord, you find pleasure in me. You find delight in me. You love to be around me. And then I said that about him. And I had a reality. I was like, I needed to say this about my friendship. So I had to sit there and it was like a prayer for me. But like Maggie and Chrissy, they find joy in me. They like to be around me. I find joy in them. It was easy for me to say it about them. Like, of course, I love to be around them. They give me joy. They make me laugh. Like, that was easy. But it was honestly really hard for the words to come out of my mouth. Be like, somebody likes me. Like, Chrissy and Maggie love me. Chrissy and Maggie like me. It was really hard at first, but I kept pushing through, and I started coming out. And now, and I'm crying because I just remember how bad that felt. That was a realization of like, wow, they actually delight in me. They want to be around me. They actually love to be around me. And so I just think that because the lies that were playing in my head were so, had basically had lived there rent-free for all my life, is now I had to like start, instead of focusing on those and saying those are bad thoughts, I just had to go, okay, I need to pave a new place in my mind, in my brain, in my thoughts of Chrissy and Maggie love me. Or it didn't even have to be about them. It was any friends. Friends enjoy me. They find delight in me. They they like to be around me. They find pleasure when they're with me. They enjoy this. They like to play pickleball with me. I had to literally say those things until now it's not that big a deal. But I just remember how painful it was. And it's almost hard to have that realization. It's almost, I was very embarrassed. And of course, I'm the only person like, in my room or my bed, you're like driving, thinking these things, but I was so mortified and embarrassed. Yeah, so I had to just acknowledge it. I love that though. Cause we kind of touched on that in the mental health episode is declaring over yourself the truth and just kind of replacing the lies and those thought patterns with saying out loud, no, I am worthy of friendship. Mm-hmm. I am valuable. I, bring joy to friendships. I bring the fun to friends. Yep. You just, yes, I love that. Cause I think that is so crucial. Even just speaking it out into the atmosphere, I think has so yes. much power rather than just thinking it in your head. Yes. All those things. Yes. So I love that. I feel like it's become who I am now. Like when I'm with you guys, I don't have to do it anymore. Does that make sense? I just, I'm just having fun in yeah. the moment now. So you will give yourself grace. Cause it's hard when you do make changes, it's hard 
even with friendships, it can be hard, but you gotta give yourself grace because it might be hard at first, but slowly you're gonna all of a sudden notice the little changes in your life and be like, wow, I don't do this anymore. Or I'm seeing this friendship grow. I'm having fun when I'm around them. Just give yourself grace when you're trying to grow as a person. And we're rooting you on. We're here rooting you on. You can do it. Yes. I'm encouraging every person out there to take action, mm-hmm. to tell yourself that you are valuable and worthy of friendship, um, to overcome every lie that the enemy tries to put in your mind that says you des- don't deserve friends and you'll never have community because I just think we were not meant to do life alone. And there's so much richness from learning from other people's experiences and perspectives and what they've been through and yeah it's just beautiful yeah and there is power in speaking it out loud I know you think oh I'm just gonna do this in my head or I'm gonna write it in my journal no we believe that there is power in your voice there's power in your tongue you speak life and death like with your mouth and your words are powerful and when you release them into the atmosphere it shifts things. So I really do encourage you to do like what Melissa said and say, I am a good friend. Like I say to Maggie all the time, I, you are fun. So I'm sure Maggie sits at home. I am fun. Um, so I just like encourage you to not just have it be all inside your head, like get it out as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Have we come to the end of the road? I I want to start singing boys to men. I feel like we kind of have, but you know what it's time for is our favorite things. Our favorite things. We forgot to talk that, you know, our new segment that we have, our favorite things. Our favorite things. And one of our favorite things to do in this friendship is share hair care products, makeup. Melissa is the person who taught. Oh, wait, I have one more story Oh, that I just remembered. Let's hear it. Because we've talked about on my YouTube journey, the only reason I basically have a YouTube channel and started that is because I had started a YouTube channel a long time ago when I did a, a blog, but I just kind of let it die because I'd had kids and, you know, I'd put videos up every now and then, but I was going to an event, like a red, it was like a, not a red carpet, a black tie event, a gala fundraiser. And so I'd rented this dress from Rent the Runway. It was like red. I wanted to do a red lip. So I had to enlist my friend, Melissa, all the way from Tennessee I was like, please help me. I need to do my eye makeup. I need to do my eyeshadow. Melissa is very good at makeup. She's done it like on the side for kids proms and things like that. She's always been very into it. And she sent me all these YouTube videos on how to do a smoky eye with my red lip for that event. And if you would have never sent me like videos of Jaclyn Hill and Marlena, what's her name that did makeup geek. Like I would have never had the inspiration to be like, Oh, I can do this makeup, like what they're doing on YouTube for furniture. And I wouldn't have a YouTube channel if it wasn't for you sending me those videos. Thanks. You did. Did you know that story? No, I did not. So you're a part of pretty distressed if you didn't know it. I did not. I mean, I do remember sending the videos and teaching her how to do it. Yeah. So we always talk about skincare and makeup and hair care. So this is very fitting that we're doing our favorite things together today. Yes. So I'm going to let our special guest (laughs) start us off because she, she has favorite things too. And the world needs to know what they are because she's helped me so much on my own makeup and healthy hair journey. So Melissa, tell us what your favorite things are. Okay. So I want to tell you my favorite like vacation thing. You don't want to do hair and makeup too much. You're on vacation. You're lazy most of the time. You know, we're at the beach. So one of my favorite lazy hair day is my curly hair. I have straight wavy hair. And so I usually manipulate it one way or another. And so there's a stuff called Wee Dad. It's called... <laughs> how do you name? spell Wee Dad? Because <laughs> oh. you had to look up how to pronounce it's it. Like, we're going to put a link. But we'll it's like link it, yeah. Q-U-I-D-A-D or something like that. It's like I had to watch videos to find out how to say Wee Dad. Okay. <laughs> it was bad. But uh, it is... It's like advanced control, climate control, advanced climate control. We'll give you a link. But I use a shampoo and conditioner and some gel, and I just like scrunch it, and I let it air dry, and I am done with my hair. Because I, and there's days when I'm. It looks fabulous. It does look This is actually second day, and I just put a little more water. So it usually, usually would look better. I slept on it, though. But still, that's what I usually can do. And so I just love it. It's lazy. As much as I love to do hair and makeup, sometimes I just want to be lazy. So yeah. that's what I do for myself. This is my favorite one right now for vacation. Awesome. So all our curly hair girls out there, take note, because I think I'm going to buy some. My daughter has curly hair, too. It's so. taken a lot of frizz out of my hair for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm probably going to eventually start using it for every day. Even Ooh. when I'm going to straighten it, because it takes a lot of the frizz out. It's weird. Okay, interesting. It's wild. 
Uh, so my favorite things today are my leggings that I have on. I got these as a gift. My leggings? You my got leggings. real country. <laughs> You're like a Tennessee belle like now. <laughs> my leggings. My leggings. <laughs> um, so as a gift, I got a pair of Lululemon, the ribbed Align legging, 25 inch, and I am obsessed. They are so soft. And the oh my gosh, those are really soft. <laughs> my favorite thing is I'm just gonna, it's gonna be beach related since we have vacation on the mind. Uh, but it's something I use every day, and it's my Elta MD tinted sunscreen. Um, it is so good. You can just replace wearing makeup if you don't feel like wearing makeup. It has just enough color to make you look good. It doesn't smell like sunscreen, it never burns my face whenever I put it on, even at the beach. And I wear it every day, and so should you. Um, to protect your skin from aging. I was just at a conference last week and somebody asked me how old I was and I said 43 and they're like, do you drink tons of water every day? I said, no. And I'm thinking it's my Ulta MD that helps well, me stay good young. stuff. <laughs> Very good stuff. So it is my favorite sunscreen. It is spendy. I'm going to tell you that it it's spendy. It lasts for a long time though. I feel it but does. it does last for a long time and I get mine on Amazon. So it's available on and Amazon. It's cheaper than Botox. It is cheaper oh, than yeah. Botox. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Melissa, thank you yes, for doing thank you, this. Friend. I know it's, you know, awkward to get on video and do a podcast, but I just really think this is going to bless people just seeing yes. our friendship in real life. I loved everything that you had to bring all your information. Yes. I think it's a lot so much different. Wisdom. Yeah. So much wisdom that is, that has not been shared on the podcast before. Yes. And so do you have any other encouraging words? We always like to do encouraging words over our guests. No, I just bless everyone out there in their own friendships and co building community journey. I mean, I just hope that we have been an encouragement and you don't think that we have had it all together. We don't. We're, we're walking this out we're daily, all figured guys. Out. Yeah. Um, but I just, I truly believe God has community for everyone out there. So I just encourage you to invite someone to lunch, dinner, coffee on a walk this week. And just, you know, don't, don't hesitate to just get started and definitely start declaring life over yourself. And remember that you bring value to every relationship, to every room you enter. So beautiful. Yeah. Let us know your friendship stories in the comments. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And we will see you next time we'll in the Cypress Room. We'll see you next time in the Cypress Room. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>